Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 475 for the first half of August 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. We will start, as always, with the forecast for the first half of August, including that solar eclipse that Thor's hammered all over the place. Then we'll go to a super brief announcement section, followed by a very juicy listener chart featuring Rami, who has three key planets right being conjoined by the eclipse, as well as several other juicy planets. She's got a very interesting light-up from the eclipse effects, and I'll be explaining to her the high-side use of that and hopefully you can learn something by listening. Also, sometime in the show, we will announce our free session winner. We do this on the first show of every month. If you've ever sent your chart in, that could be you. So listen up as you go. And that's all for the intro stuff. Let's get into the forecast. A hammered solar eclipse, which aspects a rare and challenging quadruple Thor's hammer, highlights the first half of August. This is the third and final eclipse in an unusually intense eclipse season. We also have Uranus turning retrograde, a volatile Mars-Uranus square, and many potent aspect patterns. Listen on to learn the best ways to partner with these powerful energies. What's old as we come into the first part of August? We've got a waning moon and many retrograde planets, Mercury through August 19th, Mars through August 27th, Saturn through September 6th, and... Uh, going much later, Pluto, Neptune, and Chiron all currently retrograde. Now let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Wednesday, August 1st, three challenging aspect patterns begin on the first day of August, an omen of this month's high intensity. The first half of August features four simultaneous Thor's hammers, which quickly combine to form a rare and awe-inspiring aspect pattern, a quadruple Thor's hammer. Today's Thor's hammer, featuring Mars, Ceres, and Uranus, is the first one to coalesce. It's also the only standalone Thor's hammer I'll interpret on its own. It begins today on August 1st, peaks on the 8th, and ends on the 14th. Ceres, representing the divergent themes of abundance and shadow work, is at the apex. Mars and Uranus hold down the back end. The Mars-Uranus square can work in fast and unexpected ways. Wealth could unexpectedly appear or disappear. Shadow work could get triggered when you least expect it. Emotional healing could happen faster than you imagined possible. Many people have told me that my free healing invocation is the fastest self-healing tool they've ever used. Mars, the planet of self-initiation, also lets you choose whether to focus on wealth enhancement, shadow work, or both. With Uranus in the mix and Mars in Aquarius, let your intuitive flashes guide you. To access that healing invocation I mentioned, go to astroshaman.com. The final word on the menu bar is resources. The first pull-down from there says invocations for healing and awakening. Click or tap that, and you'll come to a page, the second post, with the photo of the screaming man will teach you how to use it. Also, on Wednesday, August 1st, relationship is also a central theme of today's second T-square, which includes Venus, Saturn, and Chiron. Circumstances are likely to show you the areas in which important relationships can benefit from healing. This T-square starts today on August 1st, peaks on the 9th, and ends on the 18th. If a relationship triggers challenging emotions in you, I once again recommend my healing invocation. It has helped thousands quickly and efficiently clear negative energy from their bodies. 
Since Venus also represents creativity and money, challenge could arise in these areas as well. Chiron is the mentor and Saturn is the wise elder, so it may be a good idea to seek sage counsel. Or, if you're willing and able, you could offer advice and healing to others. Also, on Wednesday, August 1st, in-depth communication with your committed partner or partners is energized by a Mercury-Juno-Jupiter T-square. It starts today on the 1st, peaks twice on the 9th and 30th, and ends on September 4th. The double peak happens because Mercury begins this aspect pattern in retrograde motion and completes it after turning direct. By using this aspect pattern skillfully, you can probe into the depths of any relationship challenges without unnecessary drama. My favorite tool for harmonizing relationship challenge is the four-part nonviolent communication process. And if you simply Google that phrase, four-part nonviolent communication process, it should come right up for you. Also, on Wednesday, August 1st, breakthrough or chaos. Depending on your focus, a Mars-Uranus square, Mars to Aquarius, Uranus to Taurus, can tip either way. Left to its own devices, the square could catalyze unwise impulsiveness, sudden violence, or devil-may-care promiscuity. Consciously harnessed, the square can give you powerful support to take immediate action on life-affirming intuitive flashes from your higher self. This is a great time for bold and unconventional action, if that guidance is coming from your inner wisdom. Because both planets are moving so slowly, Mars turning direct during the square while Uranus turns retrograde, this aspect stays in orb all the way through October 12th. On Friday, August 3rd, you can more clearly see whatever's going on in a committed partnership, whether you consider it good or bad, as Jupiter opposes Juno. Jupiter, 14 Scorpio, Juno, 14 Taurus. This can help you decide whether to go deeper, let the person go, or work to heal the relationship. Also, on Friday, August 3rd, sexual healing is smoothly and strongly supported by a Mars-Chiron sextile. Mars to Aquarius, Chiron to Aries. This aspect can also energize other types of healing and mentoring, including those involving martial arts or athletics. On Saturday, August 4th, it's hammer time. As I mentioned on August 1st, the first half of August features Thor's hammers galore. A Thor's hammer, also called a quadriform, arrowhead, or God's fist, is a challenging aspect pattern formed by a 90-degree square and two 135-degree sesquares. Today marks the beginning of both a triple Thor's hammer and a quadruple Thor's hammer, both of which aspect the August 11th solar eclipse coming up. We'll first examine the triple Thor's hammer. It starts today on August 4th, peaks on the 12th, and ends on the 19th. With three intense Thor's hammers woven together in the sky, it's likely that challenging situations will arise. Given the particular planets involved, Juno, Pallas, Jupiter, Saturn, and Chiron, committed partnerships of all kinds, romantic and platonic, are a central theme. Emotional triggering is likely in your important relationships. Strategic assertiveness is a key theme, not only standing up for what you want, but doing so in a well-considered and effective manner. The righteousness of your cause does not guarantee your success. The specific approach you take can make all the difference. That four-part nonviolent communication process I mentioned a moment ago has helped many couples in conflict reach win-win solutions. Also, on Saturday, August 4th, if three Thor's hammers aren't enough for you, how about an aspect pattern with four of them? This quadruple Thor's hammer contains a personal planet, Mars, three asteroid goddesses, Ceres, Juno, and Pallas, both social planets, Jupiter and Saturn, and two slow planets, Chiron and Uranus. That's over half of the 14 physical points I use in my charts. This aspect pattern begins today on August 4th, peaks on the 11th, the same day as the solar eclipse, and ends on August 14th. This aspect pattern basically adds the Mars series Uranus Thor's hammer I interpreted on August 1st to the triple Thor's hammer I just interpreted. In this eight-planet mashup, the opportunity to do productive shadow work when triggered by challenges within committed partnership rises to the fore. Ceres, Chiron, and Scorpionic Jupiter carry the shadow work theme. 
Juno stands for committed partnership. Saturn helps you do the work in a methodical, mature, and disciplined way. Pallas Athena encourages a strategic approach, while Mars and Uranus offer the possibility of rapid healing breakthroughs. Even if a committed partnership is not under significant challenge, this is still a wonderful time to do proactive healing work in your important relationships. The Mars series Uranus Thor's Hammer carries a distinct meaning of its own, which is why I gave it its own interpretation on August 1st. The three remaining Thor's Hammers in this mega aspect pattern all have overlapping planets and similar interpretations, so I'm not interpreting them individually. But in the interest of completeness, here are their key dates. The Thor's Hammer with Pallas, Jupiter, and Chiron starts on the 2nd of August, peaks on the 11th, ends on the 19th. Pallas, Saturn, Chiron starts on the 4th, peaks on the 12th, ends on the 19th. Juno, Pallas, Saturn starts on the 4th, peaks on the 12th, ends on the 21st. Here's a final technical note for you deep divers. The triple Thor's hammer is clearly an integrated aspect pattern with all the individual Thor's hammers sharing planets and forming a symmetrical pattern. By the way, you can of course see all this on my site, astroshaman.com. As always, I've got um, beautiful graphics of all the patterns I'm talking about. But the quadruple Thor's hammer is a different story. It's formed by adding the Mars series Uranus Thor's hammer to the triple Thor's hammer. However, the Mars series Uranus hammer does not share planets with any of the other hammers and throws the symmetry of the triple Thor's hammer askew. A purist might argue that this isn't a quadruple Thor's hammer at all, but a standalone Thor's hammer whose timing happens to overlap most of the triple. I think all eight planets will affect each other significantly and the skewing effect will add additional challenge. We'll find out soon enough which view is correct. Ease, the Embodied Awakening support experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web to help you enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow, eliminate suffering, boost your intuition, experience more synchronicity, stop mental chatter and challenging emotions, live each day in a peaceful, awakened state, support the global spiritual awakening, and much more. The online recording library, we just hit 150 MP3s and counting lets you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. To learn more, go to astroshaman.com. On the menu bar, choose Services, third item down, Ease, the Embodied Awakening Support Experience. Remember, it's free. On Sunday, August 5th, you can use the Law of Attraction to amplify abundance and clear old emotional wounds as Neptune opposes Ceres. Neptune, 16 Pisces, Ceres, 16 Virgo. With Ceres and Virgo, be as specific as possible about your desired outcome. To learn more about Law of Attraction, go to astroshaman.com, go to the search box in the upper right corner, type Law of Attraction Made Simple, and you'll find my post that gives a very simple, clear and direct way to call in what you want. On Monday, August 6th, you can strut your stuff to the max with the Leonine Sun, square Jupiter. Sun, 14 Leo, Jupiter, 14 Scorpio. This aspect can also amplify your leadership, willingness to take risk, and playfulness. But be careful not to bite off more than you can chew or let your ego run away with you. On Tuesday, August 7th, Uranus turns retrograde at 2 degrees, 33 minutes Taurus. He'll turn direct again on January 6th of 2019 at 28 degrees, 36 minutes Aries. This five-month retrograde is a good time to reflect on how fully you're embodying the high side of Uranus. Are you comfortably embodying what's unique about yourself and sharing it with the world as appropriate? Are you following your intuitive flashes? Are you serving others using the special gifts you most love to use? As Uranus retrogrades in Taurus through November 6th, reflect on how you manage money and possessions. Would a different approach to material matters, even a radically different one, make your life more wonderful? What breakthroughs would serve you in the Taurian realms of sensuality, persistence, and nature immersion? As Uranus retrogrades in Aries, November 7th through January 6th of 2019, Contemplate life-affirming paradigm shifts in your assertiveness and sexuality. How can your roles as entrepreneur, warrior, or initiator change for the better? Any sensitive natal points in the 29th degree of a cardinal sign, 
Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, or the first six degrees of a fixed sign, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, will feel the energy of transiting Uranus strongly during this station. If something represented by these points does not serve your highest good, it will draw itself to your attention to be released or improved, and you can take whatever is already in harmony to the next level. Also on Tuesday, August 7th, a committed partner could support you stepping into the spotlight under a T-square featuring Sun, Juno, and Jupiter. This aspect pattern could also bring up challenges that need to be dealt with in important relationships or amplify what's wonderful. Financial issues and opportunities can also come to the fore under this T-square. It started on July 26th, peaks today on August 7th, and ends on the 18th. Also, on Tuesday, August 7th, relationships and creativity can enjoy smooth harmony and maybe a quantum leap or two as Venus trines Mars. Venus, one Libra, Mars, one Aquarius. Finally, on Tuesday, August 7th, you can enjoy a deeper level of soul connection in committed partnership as Neptune sextiles Juno. Neptune, 16 Pisces, Juno, 16 Taurus. On Wednesday, August 8th, that Thor's hammer featuring Mars series in Uranus that started on August 1st peaks today on the 8th and ends on the 14th. Also, on Wednesday, August 8th, have you given away too much power in a committed partnership? You can use appropriate assertiveness and strategy to balance the scales with a T-square featuring Juno, Pallas, and Jupiter. It started on July 17th, peaks today on August 8th, and ends on August 29th. This aspect pattern also supports you and your committed partner entering into a positive, life-transforming process together. Additionally, on Wednesday, August 8th, performing artists can entertain their audiences with abundant inspiration as long as they make any necessary adjustments with the Sun Quincunx Neptune, Sun 16 Leo, Neptune 16 Pisces. With focused attention, this aspect also supports spiritual awakening practices and expressing your inspired creativity. But be careful not to overdo substances, escapism, or aimlessness. Also on Wednesday, August 8th, healing and mentoring in relationships is strongly supported by a Venus-Chiron opposition. Venus to Libra, Chiron to Aries. If you get triggered, try my healing invocation for yourself and the four-part nonviolent communication process with your partner. Finally, on Wednesday, August 8th, learning and communication are energized by a Sun-Mercury conjunction at 16 Leo. With both planets in sequin loving Leo, you can get your message out with pizzazz. On Thursday, August 9th, that T-square with Venus, Saturn, and Chiron that began on August 1st peaks today on the 9th and ends on the 18th. Also, on Thursday, August 9th, Venus makes two aspects today, a Venus-Uranus quincunx. Venus, 3 Libra, Uranus, 3 Taurus, encourages life-affirming paradigm shifts in your relationships, creativity, and finances. If you're getting intuitive hits in any of these areas, follow them. A Venus-Saturn square, Venus, 3 Libra, Saturn, 3 Capricorn, can bring challenge in the same three areas. If so, Consider whether you're being invited to embrace Saturn's high side more fully. Would it help the situation if you more fully embodied maturity, responsibility, and good time management, as well as efficient planning and implementation? On Friday, August 10th, the T-square featuring Mercury, Juno, and Jupiter that started on August 1st reaches its first peak today on the 10th. It'll peak again on August 30th before ending on September 4th. On Saturday, August 11th, the moment we've all been waiting for. The three outer planets are called the gods of change. Two of them, Pluto and Neptune, point a finger of God at the sun and moon during the solar eclipse at 5.57 a.m. and 38 seconds Eastern Daylight Time. That's in Leo at 18 degrees, 41 minutes. To start with the basics, this eclipse is a new moon in Leo. Any Leo new moon gives you more energy to step more fully into your leadership and creative expression. You can also dial up other flavors of Leo, appropriate risk-taking, children, letting your inner child out to play, and rest and relaxation. 
This is the third and final eclipse of this summer series. Eclipse effects last 6 to 12 months, so you have plenty of time to work with these energies. Let's look at aspects. As mentioned above, Pluto and Neptune form a yod, or finger of God, with the luminaries during this eclipse. The quincunx from Pluto can help you release obstacles to your leadership and creative expression, and can give you plenty of power in both these areas. Neptune, also on the back end of the yod, is a natural partner to Leo. Neptune's quincunx can provide the creative inspiration that Leo takes out into the world. Other Aspects The luminaries are conjunct Pallas Athena and Mercury. The Pallas Athena conjunction can supercharge your feminine assertiveness, strategic skills, and practical creativity. The Mercury conjunction can help you get your message out to the world. Mercury is retrograde during this eclipse, so you'll also have plenty of energy for learning and reflecting. The luminaries also form a T-square with Jupiter and Juno. One possibility supported by this T-square is stepping into the limelight with a partner to share some important teaching, or perhaps there's someone with whom you have a committed partnership of some kind who can give you wise counsel as you lead. Finally, a Vesta trine can ease the way for your involvement in a higher cause. Thor's Hammers This solar eclipse aspects all the planets in the triple Thor's Hammer that peaks tomorrow and most of the planets in the quadruple Thor's Hammer peaking today. The peaking of these challenging aspect patterns will greatly intensify the power of this eclipse. Sabian Symbol The August 11th solar eclipse's Sabian Symbol is a houseboat party crowded with revelers. The water reflects its lights. This is an appropriate image for Leo, a sign that loves a good time. Are you on stage entertaining the crowd? If so, the water reflecting the lights suggests having a little psychological distance so you can keep a proper perspective. When is it time to be the life of the party? And when is it time to let someone else have their turn? Let me tell you about my Eclipse special where you can save up to 45%. Three powerful eclipses happened this summer, the July 12th solar eclipse, featuring Pluto's supertight opposition to the Sun and Moon, is a powerhouse. The July 27th total lunar eclipse, the longest eclipse of the 21st century, has the luminaries closely conjunct the lunar nodes and tightly squaring paradigm-shifting Uranus, and you just heard all about the hammered August 11th solar eclipses. All three of these eclipses can powerfully affect you for the next 6 to 12 months. Let me help you harness these potent eclipse energies so they'll make your life more wonderful. The following interpretations only summarize the most important effects of the July 12 and 27 eclipses, but in a nutshell. July 12th Solar Eclipse This eclipse, which is also a Cancer New Moon, powerfully supports new beginnings in emotional openness, family, home, and shadow work. Shadow work, healing childhood wounds and other lingering traumas, is also emphasized by mighty Pluto, ruler of psychology, tightly opposing the luminaries. This solar eclipse kicks off a powerful period when you can dive into experiential healing modalities. These can help you release the fear, pain, and other challenging emotions that are stopping you from living a more joyful and wonderful life. Pluto also offers wealth and power. A harmonious trine from Neptune to the luminaries flows divine inspiration and energy to support you in these endeavors. July 27th, Total Lunar Eclipse. The power of an eclipse is partly determined by how close the luminaries are to the lunar nodes, and here they're only about one degree away. Plus, this is the longest eclipse of the 21st century. High intensity and the potential for rapid breakthroughs is shown by a tight Mars-Uranus square, with Mars tightly conjunct the Aquarian Moon and Uranus tightly squaring the luminaries. This is a fantastic opportunity to take immediate action on your intuitive flashes and step more boldly into your authentic self-expression. Are you concerned about how these eclipses are affecting you? Do you want to maximize their benefits? Then consider an eclipse-focused astrology consultation. These eclipses impact 33% of your natal chart. Any sensitive points in your chart in these ranges will be strongly affected. 16 to 26 degrees cardinal, that's Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. 0 to 10 degrees fixed, that's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, as well as fixed 14 to 24 degrees. What are sensitive points? 
They include the personal planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, the angles, the cusps of the first, fourth, seventh, and tenth houses, the north and south nodes of the Moon, and any planet that rules an angle. Discover exactly how these eclipse energies affect your chart and how to make the best use of them. Save up to 45% off my full rates when you do an eclipse focus session between now and the final solar eclipse on August 11th. Rather than offer a specific percentage off, I invite you to use the same sliding scale I always make available. Pay anywhere from the full rate of $180 an hour to the minimum rate of $100 an hour. You choose the amount at the end of your session. I offer 1 hour, 90 minute, 2 hour, and 3 hour sessions. The longer the session, the more I can help you. These sessions can cover any topic you like, not just eclipse effects. Shamanic healing and awakening activation can also be included during your session. Like all my clients, you're protected by the Astro Shaman Guarantee. If you don't feel your session was helpful, it's free. If you're ready to book now, use my online booking calendar. Go to just about any page of astroshaman.com and you'll see a little Book Now button. Click that, it'll take you right there. I look forward to helping you make the best use of these powerful eclipses, as well as your other important astrological influences. If you know these eclipses will be impacting you strongly, or if you'd just like some help with all the intensity and challenge in your life right now, I'd be delighted to help you with a satisfaction guaranteed Astrology Plus consultation. We have some more things happening here on Saturday, August 11th. Um, that quadruple Thor's hammer that started on August 4th peaks today on the 11th and ends on the 14th. Also on Saturday, August 11th, a period of flowing opportunities focused on the attributes of two asteroid goddesses peaks today. This is made possible by an envelope aspect pattern featuring Ceres, Juno, Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto. It began on July 20th, peaks today on August 11th, and ends on August 24th. An envelope could also be thought of as a grand trine with two kite points. It contains seven soft aspects, trines and sextiles, and two hard aspects, oppositions. The soft aspects can generate ease and luck, while the oppositions stir up enough energy to support meaningful accomplishment. With so many planets involved, this envelope supports many interpretations. These include, take advantage of an opportunity for enhanced abundance through a committed partnership, Enjoy new breakthroughs in your shadow work. This could either relate to issues catalyzed by a committed partnership or could involve you working in close partnership with someone to accomplish the healing. Work with a committed partner to facilitate powerful healing or abundance opportunities for others. Work closely with someone else to take your spiritual awakening or inspired creativity to the next level. On Sunday, August 12th, the triple Thor's hammer that started on August 4th peaks today on the 12th and ends on the 19th. On Monday, August 13th, you can accumulate wealth more easily as Pluto trines Ceres. Pluto, 19 Capricorn, Ceres, 19 Virgo. This is also a great time for shadow work, since emotional releases can be easier under this aspect. This trine stays in orb through September 3rd. To learn more about shadow work, you can go to my search box, type Shadow Work Resources, U.S. and International, and my post on that should come right up. On Wednesday, August 15th, what adjustments are needed for you to step more fully into your feminine assertiveness? You're supported in making them as Pluto quincunxes Pallas. Pluto, 19 Capricorn, Pallas, 19 Leo. This aspect can also empower your practical creativity and strategic skills. Looking ahead to the second half of August, our next podcast, the tone of the sky changes significantly. We have both Mercury and Mars turning direct, a very opportunistic trine with Jupiter trining Neptune, Sun entering Virgo, full moon in Pisces, Pluto trine Juno, and 12 new aspect patterns along with six continuing. Uh, really different tone of the sky. It looks like it's uh, smoothing out just a little bit, and I will be happy to be here giving you the best use of this. I hope you'll join me on our next edition of This Week in Astrology. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? 
That's what you get with AstroShaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. Our announcement section is very brief today. Our new charts include charts sent from Eli, Natalie, Camille, Diane, Anat, Lily, Suzanne, and Louisa. You're all now eligible to have your charts chosen for the listener chart illustration of the show and also eligible to have a free session every month that you can win. So thank you all so much for sending in your charts. How can you reap the most benefit from the three summer eclipses? If you haven't watched my summer eclipses video yet, join the crowd. It's nearing 10,000 views on YouTube. The eclipse effects could last for a year. As always, I accentuate the positive, make the technical stuff easy to understand, and entertain you with lots of graphics. You can easily access this post, which has both videos conveniently embedded from the What's New section of astroshaman.com. If you happen to be around Asheville on a third Tuesday, chances are I'm having a shamanic awakening meetup here. Information on that is in the Practical Spirituality section of astroshaman.com. As always, we have a free winner here at the beginning of the month. This is Jane. Don't get too excited if your name is Jane. There's a lot of Janes. This is the Jane born on March 14, 1983 in Ada, Oklahoma. If that's you, then pop me an email at info at astroshaman.com. Confirm your time of birth in your email, and we'll get your free reading set up. Congratulations, Jane. This ends our announcements. Our listener chart features Rami. This is the Rami born August 11, 1979, 8.24 p.m. San Francisco, California. You can see Rami's chart online with the eclipse transits to it by going to thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. Go to episode 475 for the week, uh, not the week, but the period August 1, 2018. And you'll see in the show description uh, near the bottom in the index, uh, when I say listener chart, I'll have Rami's name underlined and linked. And when you click that link, it will bring up a PDF showing her natal chart with the uh, transit planets around it for the eclipse. I always do this with uh, listener charts, as well as any other significant charts I feature on the show. They're always there in visual form on thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. I chose Rami's chart because, boy, is her chart being lit up by this solar eclipse. Again, the eclipse is basically at 19 Leo. Rami has three planets conjunct around that point. She has her Venus at 15 Leo, her Sun at 19, uh, almost exactly under the eclipse, and her Jupiter at 20. So all three of these planets, Sun, Venus, and Jupiter, triple conjunct, are all being lit up by the eclipse. If that was enough, she's also got three planets being squared by the eclipse. So that's a lot of eclipse energy. And this is even more amazing when you consider that all the planets being aspected uh, collectively rule three out of the four angles in her chart. So big eclipse effects. We're going to talk about all this. So as always, sometimes I address the listener and sometimes I address the chart owner, Rami. So I'll alternate between those as spirit guides me or as I just tend to wander back and forth in addressing. Let's start by looking at the natal chart because we need to always understand the natal chart message before we look at how it's being lit up by moving energies. So Rami is a mega Leo. <laughs> uh, not only does she have Venus and Sun and Jupiter in Leo, her Mercury early in Leo also is there. She's got her descendant in Leo as well. All these Leo planets are in the sixth house in the Porphyry house system. So right away, um, wow, Sun-Jupiter conjunction in Leo right away. That can be bold out there, you know, letting itself be known. Um, the, uh, all these planets are also square Uranus, um, calling for Rami to step out and be her unique one-of-a-kind self, boldly, publicly, and visibly. 
um, Chiron squares all these planets from the third house, uh, giving her some potential gifts as a healer or mentor. Also says she's got some serious shadow work to do in this lifetime and can go through it quickly uh, with Uranus there if she does it with skillfulness. Um, let's go a little more primal though. Um, sun in Leo is in its own sign and uh, is said to be dignified there. So Sun in Leo is usually very confident stepping out into the spotlight, being the leader, being in the public eye. This is modified, however, by the sixth house placement because the sixth house tends to be Virgo-y, very humble, retiring, oh, don't pick me, I'll just stand back and support the leader, etc. So there's a little bit of potential challenge here with all these Leo planets in the sixth house. Fortunately, it so happens that I have a similar signature on my chart, not the exact same setup, but I have a lot of Leo and a lot of Virgo-y energy, and I have found the way to make Leo and Virgo play happily together, and it's very simple. You do step into the spotlight, but only to serve, never just to self-serve, just to you know be glorified or applauded or have your ego stroked. You step out in confidence saying, you know, I, I don't want your attention to be lifted up by you. I want to lift you up because I've got something to, to offer you. This also shows the evolution of Leo itself, which has two basic stages. A less evolved Leo um, is seeking attention because it feels a void within itself, a hole that needs to be filled. And uh, thus it will seek energy, positive if it can get it, negative if necessary, to, to try to fill this void. Of course, as long as you're at this lower level, there is no filling it, it always empties out again, and you always feel that aching need inside yourself again, the need for attention and energy from others. But once you get even a basic spiritual awakening going, you realize, oh my gosh, all that energy I was seeking outside myself, it was in here all along. Not only do I have enough for me, I'm overflowing. This is awesome. Then you seek the spotlight again for the opposite reason, not to take, but to give. I'm overflowing with light and love. Let me share some with you. Let me serve you. Uh, in whatever way serves you best with this beautiful energy. So that's the more evolved Leo. So um, those are some thoughts around the sixth house and the Leo placement here in Rami's chart. Uh, some particulars to have a Sun-Jupiter conjunction this tightly, they're less than one degree apart. Uh, says Rami, you might be stepping out at some point in your life as the philosopher, the professor, the guru, the giver of higher wisdom uh, to self to serve others. Uh, Venus there conjoining on the other side of the sun says, I'd like to do this one-on-one, um, -on -one, or maybe I'll do this through my creative expression. Leo is also the performer in the spotlight. This could be either a teacher's chart, spiritual teacher, teacher of helpful things in life. Could be a performing artist chart or an artist chart, someone who's letting their creativity come out to serve others. Uh, all these are possible expressions. When you take some of the other natal points into account, Uranus squaring all this, uh, doing all this in an unconventional way, ideally guided by your intuitive flashes, uh, letting spirit move you around. And as I said earlier, the Chiron square says there may be some healing or mentoring effect from all this too. Uh, and with Vesta also squaring the natal uh, triple in Leo, uh, this means that you might also be motivated to do this not just for self-interest, but to serve a higher cause. Uh, it might really enrich you to feel like, wow, I'm doing a greater good here with all that I'm doing. Um, now let's take it a little level further. We've got a bunch of angle rulers here. The sun itself, Rami, rules your descendant. So um, the sun is also about, you know, other people. Now this gets really interesting. When the sun, the core of you, rules the house of the other person, and when it's in the potentially self-effacing sixth house, and it's conjunct Venus, which is about relating with others, there can be some tension around my needs versus the other person's needs. And potentially a person with a chart like this could say, you know, I'm gonna, uh, I'm just gonna try to make other people happy. I'm gonna be a people pleaser. Let me just try to help you feel good, and if that means I've got to sacrifice my own needs and desires, well, so be it. And some people with a chart like this try this for a while, and they usually end up discovering, wow, nobody wins here. <laughs> I'm not happy. I try to make them happy, but my unhappiness seeps into the relationship, makes them unhappy. It just really doesn't work out really well. So what, to, what you might find works better here is that, okay, I'm going to make sure my needs and desires are met, and I can serve better from that position of strength being fully fulfilled and energized myself than my natural desire to serve with all those planets in the sixth house 
is better fueled. The metaphor I like to use, if I'm helping someone metaphorically, they're standing on my shoulders. I need to be really strong and vital to hold them up. And getting my needs and desires met also is how I keep that high energy going. So the martyr path doesn't work well. You just collapse. You take care of your needs too, and, and you have the strength to help you and other people too. So that's the sun really the seventh, the balance between self and other. Um, Jupiter, again, which is less than one degree off conjunction to the sun, is a ruler of two aspects, or I'm sorry, two angles is what I meant to say. It's the only ruler of the midheaven because, Rama, you've got Sagittarius on the cusp there. So career is represented in this tight cluster of Leo planets. And a little more subtly, Jupiter is a co-ruler of your ascendant. This might seem puzzling at first with Aquarius rising, but in Porphyry, this house system, Pisces is completely contained in the first house. Therefore, the ruler of Pisces becomes a co-ruler of the first house. I use ancient and modern rulers, so um, Jupiter and Neptune both rule Rami's first house. And this is a side note with Aquarius rising. She's got Saturn and Uranus ruling it too. So Rami, your first house has four different planetary rulers, the way I do it. So anyhow, a little side note there. But um, let's take Jupiter then, just noting it rules the ascendant as well and the midheaven, as I said already. So that's uh, descendant, ascendant, midheaven, already covered for angular. Um, we've, by the way, got additional emphasis on the ascendant because the eclipse also squares Rami's natal Uranus, which with Aquarius rising is the modern ruler of the chart. And uh, just for good measure, um, the descendant gets a little more emphasis because, uh, because of the same captured sign energy the seventh house has Virgo captured. I use Chiron as a ruler of Virgo. And uh, Chiron, as I said, is squaring her Leo stellium. And it is being also squared by the eclipse. So that's one. How many planets? One, two. I got four chart ruling planets there uh, being lit up by this eclipse. Pretty strong. So uh, in summary, uh, what I'm going to do now is um, I've given a fairly broad um interpretation of the planets affected. Let me just give the keywords, and then we'll get on to the actual eclipse energy. So Rami, the themes being lit up for you by this eclipse because of everything I've discussed is self, relationships, stepping out as a leader, philosopher, guru, higher teacher, uh, relationships, creativity, uh, service to others, um, being your own unique, one-of-a-kind self, um, the image you show to the world, your mask, your persona, uh, which includes your body, the way you dress it and make it up and do your hair, the way you typically move in the world, um, and any work you do as a healer or mentor. So I think those are the primary themes lit up by this eclipse because of the um, six planets <laughs> being directly aspected by the eclipse. Again, those are Sun, Venus, Jupiter, Uranus, Chiron, and Vesta. And let's add service to a higher cause since Vesta's in there. So now that we have a sense of not all of the natal meanings, Rami, but the ones that are most important in this context, I believe, let's now look at the eclipse. Uh, this is happening, obviously, on August 11, 2018. Um, your chart is San Francisco Rami, so I translated the eclipse over to Pacific time. Pacific time, it's 2.58 a.m. on August 11, 2018. This puts the sun and moon basically at 19, Leo 18 degrees, 41 minutes. Again, this puts them in your sixth house, conjunct Venus, the sun, and Jupiter. So as, as I said, I'm going to reiterate a few basic things from earlier. Um, any solar eclipse is a new moon. So new beginnings in the sixth house, Rami, any new beginnings you want around how you serve, health, whether it's your health or the health of others being supported by you. Another sixth house definition I didn't get to just, just now is uh, you know meticulousness, detail work, dot the I's, cross the T's, that sort of thing. So all that is energized for either new beginnings or additional energy to things you're already doing that fits those themes. Um, new reinvention of self because of being conjoining the sun and the ascendant ruler. Um, anything new you want to do around 
you know, the way you dress, hair, makeup, the shape of your body, if you want to do some additional fitness or gaining or losing weight, you know, anything around reinvention of self in a physical way is supported beautifully. Um, with Venus there, um, reinvention of your relationships. It could be new relationships beginning. It could new energy into existing ones. Um, you could be realizing, wow, this relationship doesn't really serve me. So my, my new impetus is to release a relationship. All that could be happening there. Venus is artist, it's creativity. Again, the chart has lots of potential creativity. Maybe new creative projects, new energy toward an existing one would be another way to use this eclipse. And remember, you got six to 12 months to ride this wave. Um, and again, that's just the three Leo planets. Let's, uh, let's square the Uranus now. This eclipse is tightly square your natal Uranus. So Uranus at its basic meaning, um, how can you be your authentic self more? How can you follow your intuitive flashes more? How can you serve the collective with your special gifts better? Um, Uranus is, again, the ruler of the chart. That brings back all the first house stuff I already said, so I will not reiterate that. Um, your, the eclipse square Chiron um, could stimulate some shadow work for you. Chiron is a shadow work planet, probably the most clear indicator of that in the chart. So if you've still got some unresolved layers of the onion to peel, then time to peel them potentially in the time following this eclipse could also be you blossoming into a better healer or mentor yourself and as i already said with vesta there new energy into serving the collective in some way um so all i've talked about so far with moving energy is the 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 sun and moon itself um i will add since Pallas athena is so tightly conjunct this eclipse and, and also land squarely on your Venus, Sun, and Jupiter. Um, if you need more feminine assertiveness or more strategy or more practical creativity, Pallas is ready to offer that to you. So you can definitely amplify those in your life. Um, the, I'm going to bring in just a few of the key aspects from the other moving planets to the natal area. As I kind of highlighted in my my write-up, you know, there's a Pluto-Neptune back end of a yacht or finger of God um, coming in and lighting up your Venus, Sun, and Jupiter. So Pluto is empowerment. Um, Pluto invites the release of all that does not serve you. To be super brief with my Pluto prescription, just get rid of everything you don't need or that doesn't make your life more wonderful in terms of your possessions, relationships, habit patterns, and limiting thoughts that constrict your life more than is ideal for you. And he, he invites wealth and power to you as well. Uh, again, wealth can be anything of value. Power could be power over others, not the path I recommend for most people. Or it could be you uh, relaxing and letting the divine power come in and guide you and juice up that service. Neptune, quincunxing all of these natal Leo planets, um, could fire you up for more spiritual awakening, more inspired creativity. Um, the a challenging or you know a quincunx is adjustment really so this could be a caution as well be careful not to overdo you know the substances and escapism and uh drifting that neptune can bring on the low side um, another important planet that aspects your sun venus jupiter um, in leo is chiron which is sesquare 135 degrees to the venus sun and jupiter and again, a minor hard aspect could fire up some of the shadow work, challenging emotion, challenging physical sensation. Uh, my healing invocation that I mentioned earlier could be really helpful. You just say to your higher self, maximum healing that serves highest good, please. And you relax into passive breathing, let the divine do all the work, and it can very efficiently flush off any energies that are not serving you in that way. And of course, Chiron can also, as I said, fire up the healing and mentoring abilities in yourself. Um, and those are the main things. I'll, I'll, I will bring in one more moving planet, Jupiter, um, which is uh, squaring the luminaries in this eclipse. Um, they're all the moving guys. Jupiter is also conjunct your Uranus, Rami, which again brings out those three Uranus high side themes and the ascendant uh, matters that I already mentioned. And of course, Jupiter squaring the, the Leo stellium sun Venus and Jupiter just amplifies up everything I said even more. So Rami, this is a very potent eclipse for you. 
And uh, I hope that what I've said here will help you use it more wonderfully. And for you other folks, I hope that listening to me interpret for Rami has given you a better sense of how these energies can be used in a wonderful and life-affirming way and hopefully increased your understanding of astrology a little bit. Thanks so much for listening. This ends our listener chart. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up this edition of This Week in Astrology. Check out our website, where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation, and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe through iTunes and help us keep our standing as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index for this show. The overview begins at 1 minute 46 seconds, August 1st, 2 minutes 36 seconds, the 3rd, 6.40, the 4th, 7.19, the 5th, 12.36, the 6th, 13.09, the 7th, 13.32, the 8th, 16.09, the 9th, 17.49, the 10th, 18.43, the 11th, 18.58, the 12th, 27.45, the 13th, 27.54, the 15th, 2823. Next show's highlights, 2843. Announcements, 3020. And our listener chart, 3154. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.